important is the ecstasy of Christ? How important is heaven? Do you realize not one person in heaven is not in ecstasy? The introduction to you living in heaven is tasting ecstasy. The spirit of glory is the spirit of ecstasy. People are going to think you're high. They're going to know you're high. They're not going to think you're high. They'll know you're high. I know you're high. And it just take take them maybe a couple years to figure out it's actually the Holy Spirit. Christ. This person's realized the glory with their whole soul. What do you think happens when you realize the glory? You're not going to be looking like you got baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> Sour-minded. You got to tell your face about Jesus in your heart. Amen? Jesus entered the joy prepared for him. Scorning the shame of the humiliation of dying naked on a cross for humanity's sin. Come on. Why? Why did he scorn the shame? For the joy. What's the word joy? Ecstasy. He did it all for ecstasy. It's true. If you're not living for ecstasy, you're not really living for Christ. You can say you are, but you're not. You're living for religious demons. You're living for doctrines. You're living for theology. You're living for self-righteousness. You got your own agenda. You got your own plans of what you think is good, and it's all based on your flesh. It's all based on your brain matter. It's in your brain. It's not Christ. You need to lay it all down at the cross. Enter the joy. Enter the ecstasy. God visited the earth and intoxicated it, Psalm says. Intoxicate its valleys. Intoxicate the humble. Those that have been pressing in, we call down the fire of ecstasy of Acts chapter 2 upon their brains. And when they saw the Lord, they were overcome with astonishing joy. Amplified Classic says, the astonishing joy was joy, exaltation, ecstasy, and rapture. John 20.20, Amplified Classic. When they saw the Lord. So what's the end result of your faith? Seeing the Lord. Where? In your own spirit. When you see the Lord in your own spirit, that's when your soul is overcome, overcome with ecstasy. Hallelujah. When your soul is overcome with ecstasy, then you can go from glory to glory. That's you entering the joy. Scorning the, the shame of whatever you had to go through to get there. Amen. Scorning the shame of all the accusation of the unbelievers towards you to get there. All the crap you had to go through in this world while the enemy through people's darkened minds attacking you every day because you're just growing in the glory and the glory is destroying their darkness. <laughs> People only attack you and only persecute you if your light is attacking their darkness. They will leave you alone if you're not attacking their darkness. If you're not persecuted, it's because you walk in no glory. Everyone that walks in glory is persecuted. It is written. If they treated the Master this way, they'll also treat you. Is it worth it? Yeah. Scorning the shame for the joy set before us. Scorning the shame. 
of all the misunderstanding, all the accusation, all the people having their own opinions about you. People have opinions about everything. That's what a human is. A human mind or a carnal mind is an opinionated mind. It literally thinks it knows something. But everything, everything it knows is a lie. Because true knowing, oida in Greek, versus gnosko, gnosko is knowing about it in your brain. That's what the curse of the fall is, that you ate from the tree of gnosko. Oida is the tree of life, is intimate knowledge. It's from experience. It's from the source of the anointing oil. It's out of Eden. Two different knowing words in Greek in the New Testament. Gnosko and oida. Hardly any Christians oida. Because if you oida, you ecstasy. Oida is ecstasy. Oida is Eden. Oida is third heaven. Oida bubbles out of your belly. Oida is realizing the glory. Oida is revelation knowledge. Oida upon oida, revelation upon revelation, building up your inner man in fire, in power, in strength, in divine supernatural ability that looks really crazy to people that are in Gnosko because they're cursed and they're just stuck like animals in the flesh and they don't look out of the ordinary at all. They're like well-groomed animals, but they're all stuck in their brains under the curse of the fall that turned human beings into animals. Have you figured it out yet? If you're not living in the glory, all you have is your brain and your body because your spirit is dead in sin. The gospel is for your spirit to be regenerated in the righteousness of God in Christ by direct revelation from His glory into your spirit. And your spirit gets big and electrical and overtakes your brain, which is overcoming the world, overcoming the flesh, overcoming the brain. Very few, very few have done it. A lot of people have agendas about doing all kinds of other stuff, and I don't even doubt that God has probably asked them to do a lot of that stuff. Probably not all of it. But I know it's all about the mark of the high calling. God has a plan for everyone, but the, God's plan for everyone is in the glory, is in ecstasy. So I don't really trust any minister in the planet that doesn't operate out of continuous ecstasy because they haven't even entered the, the kingdom of heaven themselves yet. There's zero evidence. You have knowledge, you have gnosca, but if you have oida, then you're going to have the substance of the glory. You're going to have ecstasy. You'll be able to pour out liquid ecstasy on people's brains and they'll be able to come into the glory of God. That's true Christian ministry. All the apostles in the New Testament walked in that. It's called the witness, the apostolic witness, the faithful witness, the glory cloud. If a person's not experiencing ecstasy, they haven't even tasted the joy of the Lord. They're not really in the kingdom of heaven yet. They might have heard about the kingdom of heaven. They might have read the Bible. But until you come into the experience of ecstasy, you're not really in the third heaven. The third heaven is the kingdom. When your brain starts to get pickled in glory sauce, that's when you're entering the kingdom. The kingdom comes up out of your belly, or it can be poured on you by people who live in the kingdom, who live in the realm of ecstasy, who live in the promised land realm of heavy drinking, continuously baptized in their brain in the river of life with their head underwater. So their whole brain, their whole mind, will, and emotions and their carnal nature and their carnal appetites and all their lust has been crucified with Christ continuously by the river of life, by the Spirit of grace. So that there's no law 
beating up their brains. People hear this message and they'll think, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not in ecstasy. How many of y'all know it's a demon? It's a religious demon. Once you're drinking grace or drinking the cup of the new covenant, all of that condemnation of the law that the fallen angels use upon your brain goes poof because grace fulfills the law. If you have any measure up syndrome, any do better, be better, you're not good enough syndrome, that's the law, that's the curse of the law, that's the law of sin and death, that's Satan and his angels working in your souls. Because the accuser of the brethren only works in the law. He doesn't work in any grace at all. No grace at all. No glory at all. He works in the law that accuses your soul. So as soon as you start to get the glory, which is the spirit of grace through your soul, you'll never feel bad again. The issue is you haven't been pickled in the grace of the Lord Jesus in your soul. There's still religion in there. There's still do's and don'ts in there. There's still lies in there. And it's time for every one of you to have a white stone with a new name on it. Why do you think it's a white stone? It's a glory stone. What's the stone? What's the stone the builders rejected? Hello? Bible calls souls stones. God builds with living stones, the Bible says. He doesn't build with brick and mortar. He builds with souls. Come on. <laughs> it's time to grow up. God is building with souls. And yeah, the enemy's built with souls too in darkness and witchcraft and that's what the seven mountains are and that's all the building of all souls by the fallen angels and the sorcerers of the world. But that doesn't mean anything when you start to get into your white stone, your glorified soul, your glory stone, and this is the rock that pours out rivers of oil and it just heals the nation's souls because Everything the enemy meant for harm, God's going to turn for good. It's a promise in Scripture. He could build up whatever he wants. He could build up the Tower of Babel. He built up Babylon the Great. It's all going to be handed over to the holy people. It's written in the Word. It's written in Revelation, written in Daniel 7. Jesus said it. Paul said it. Peter said it. Everything here is going to be added unto the holy people. The only issue for us is to stay focused on getting our souls glorified. Transfigured by the renewing of the brain. The word mind is brain. Amen. Getting all the gnoska out of our brain with oida, direct revelation from Jesus Christ. And it's all in the river. It's all in the glory. It's all about enjoying God and getting out of religion, getting out of works, getting out of do's and don'ts, getting out of formulas, getting undone from the natural realm and getting into the glory realm. And it's all based on faith. See, now you're saved by faith. Grace through faith is how you're saved by hearing the Word. Every one of us heard the Word, believed, and, and we were saved. Okay. Now, if you keep hearing the Word, you'll grow in salvation. That's something that no, hardly anyone teaches. But salvation is a light. The light of salvation, the Bible calls it. And now you have an initial light planted in you, translated out of darkness into His glorious light. So you have the light of God in your spirit the moment you believed the gospel, the word of Jesus. When you heard the living word from an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a preacher, or someone on the street, whatever, you believed you were saved because light came into your spirit. Now, that light in your spirit must grow. That light in your spirit grows by two things that the Bible says you must feast upon. 
the Word and the Spirit. The Bible and the Spirit. Amen. And that's how you grow. And guess what? You can grow in the Spirit so much that you're, you're barely here. I'm barely here all day, every day. I am so far gone in ecstasy. I'm just coasting around in the cloud every single day for years. You can go that far in the Spirit because you go that far in the bread. Advanced Bible teaching will cause you to fly so high in the Spirit that you don't even have human experiences anymore. You don't have natural experience. You have supernatural experiences continuously. I have that because I have so much of a foundation of the Word in my spirit. Feasting on the Word all day long. That's how you get such a, a foundation to fly high in the Spirit. It's true. <laughs> the more Word you put in, the higher you'll fly in the Spirit. You don't read the Word, you'll never fly high in the Spirit. You'll usually get into an evil spirit. They'll get into a New Age spirit. They'll get into a Kundalini spirit. They'll get into some other spirit. But it won't be the Holy Spirit because they don't have the Word in their spirit. <laughs> We've seen that thousands of times because that's the lazy thing to do. That's the, the way, the wide path of destruction is people that don't have the Word of God in them and then the enemy comes because they saw that little flash of light in their spirit and they'll start filling them up with the enemy's words. Some false spirituality. <laughs> it's true. Next thing you know, they're walking around with yin, yin, yin and yang necklaces. God forbid. <laughs> Getting into Janies and Jambres, white and black magic. Holy Ghost. People are so confused. And the confusion is because of a lack of the Word of God. <laughs> and let me tell you, the spirituality that you desire is by feasting on the Word. That's your breakthrough. Because, and it's not about beating yourself up with the Word. It's about reading the Word. It's about eating the Word. And putting the Word so much into your spirit that your spirit gels. It's the living Word, so it's going to feel good to your spirit. Now, if you're carnal, it's going to feel bad to your flesh because the sword of the Spirit is what? The Word of God. It's a sharp, two-edged sword, and Jesus said He'll come to you with the sword of His mouth and destroy the sin in your life with the Word. He says that in the Bible. I'll come to you and destroy you with the sword of my mouth. What is He going to destroy? When He comes to you, He's going to destroy the sin, the sickness, the death, the doubt, the unbelief, the disease, and the lust. He's going to destroy it out of your souls with the Word. The Word of God changes your souls. The washing of the water of the Word cleanses the soul. And everything you don't want to let go in your soul, those little places of pleasure that you haven't given up, are going to resist. And it's going to be ugly. I've never seen it clean. We've been doing this 13 years We've touched a million people already in 2019 with our ministry. One million people. I looked at the statistics and analytics, and I'm so thankful to be able to touch a million people. But I'm telling you, out of a million people, most people, it's just a mess. It is such a... It's never clean. Because you come around the glory, and the glory refines stuff in you you didn't know you had. I mean, it goes into the ancient DNA. You could be dealing with stuff you've never seen before. How the heck was that in me? The issue is, everything that's in the world is in everyone. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And you're constantly refined in fire. Constantly, you never get out of the fire. Your fire grows. That's your sanctification of the Word of God. You want to be a morning star? You want to burn in the holiness of Jesus Christ? 
You want to be a son of God, a mature Helios? You want to walk like Ezekiel? You want to walk like Enoch? You need sanctification far beyond anything you can imagine, and it's only by the rivers of the prophetic word. The strong meat of the word, the washing of the water of the word, the sword of the spirit, circumcising your heart, cleansing your root systems. You lay hands on your heart, and there's just nothing in there except the seven spirits of God. You have no will, no agenda. You've casted all your cares. You're obedient to everything in the Bible. Who's obedient to everything in the Bible? Jesus. Jesus is in you. All you have to do is burn. All you have to do is be a, an animal sacrifice. That's the craziest thing about the New Covenant. It's so simple. It's not like you have to do the Bible. It's, it's you have to die and let the Word of God, the Bible, Jesus Christ, take over your life from the inside out. You have to be consumed in fire. You have to be offered as a burnt sacrifice, a living sacrifice on the altar of God. And the Word of God is what burns you up. And people resist the strong, potent, prophetic Word. They want a Word so they can be good in their own eyes. They want a Word so they can live for themselves. It's true. Most people will only listen to the words that they want to hear. That's why you have 100,000 different denominations in Christianity. There's 100,000. There's more than that. Because everyone wants to hear what they want to hear to live their life for themselves. Almost nobody is willing to become a sacrifice and say, whatever. Whatever you are, God, I know I can trust you. Burn me up. And that's when you'll actually enter the glory and come out of the religion of 100,000 different denominations. When you get over all your opinions, all your, all your motives, all the thoughts of your heart, everything you care about, and if you can just cast it out, and just let God be God and you be the child of God and trust Him to father you, that's when you'll start to rise from the dead. But we come with such an agenda for God, we put all these things on God, tell Him what we want, that God can barely use us. We're saved, but we're not that saved. We need to grow in the light of salvation. In the fire of God, we call it down upon every soul on planet Earth. Amen. The apostles were walking with Jesus, and they said, Shall we call down fire from heaven upon Him? The answer today is yes. Call down fire from heaven upon yourself and burn your brain up into the high heavens. Let your soul go up like a hot air balloon. Amen. You need to burn in the fire of God so much that nothing in this world can touch you, that there's no shackles around your feet holding you into the natural dimension. That's a big one. You need the cream and the butter of Job 29.6 on your feet. That there's so much grace on your feet that there's no connection to the natural realm. Everything of the natural realm is separated from you and you're 100% spirit, soul, mind, and flesh sealed inside the glory realm. And guess what happens? The natural realm begins to work for you. That's what's called walking on streets of gold. The natural realm was created to be lorded over by the glory realm and by the sons and daughters of God in the glory realm. Amen. Genesis says, subdue the earth. Subdue it under your feet. The heavens are my throne, the glory. The earth is my footstool, the gold, the streets of gold. Truth anyhow. 
into the measure that you're pulled out of the natural into the glory is the measure that you're blessed. No one's blessed in the natural realm. You can't say I'm blessed and be stuck under the curse. You're a liar. You're deceived. You're only blessed, separated by the sword of the Spirit out of the natural into the supernatural, into the glory. And the glory then is God's dominion, His glory cloud hovering over the earth. And then creation longs for the manifestation of those sons that live in that much glory so they can come up underneath them and be liberated by the overflow of their glory. It will heal their DNA. There's a corruption in the DNA. All of it's healed in the glory. There will be such a strong glory in the coming days that death will be swallowed up in victory. I mean, it's accelerating too. I I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but the glory is turning up. The glory is getting stronger. And it is an external glory and also an internal glory. Most people haven't developed intimate knowledge with the Father of of Ephesians 1.17. They don't have the wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of Him, so they don't know the Father of glory internally. The Bible says there will only be a couple people that will ever live that do. And it's sad, but it's true. Very few people will ever know the fullness of the Father internally, but the ones that do are called the sons of God. Everyone else knows the glory externally on the whole planet. That's why it's all about getting intimate knowledge of Him so you can be a temple of the Holy Spirit like God the Father. So that you could be exactly like God the Father so that there's no thing on earth that you're unaware of because you are the Lord's over the earth and you've taken dominion over the earth by rising in the glory by the sacrifice of all the natural realm that was once in your hearts and minds. If you sacrifice everything that's holding you down, you'll automatically rise up. I look at people. They can't get over their fears. They can't give over their spirit of infirmity. They don't trust the glory to do anything for them, so they stay low. I've watched people by the millions. Hardly anybody trusts God. They can say they do, but if they did, they'd fly up like a hot air balloon. They're full of fears. They're full of doubt. They're full of unbelief. And there's no condemnation. It's just... Don't look at those people. You just rise to the measure you can yourself because hardly anybody on planet Earth is doing this. Every revival has been a few people that pressed in and broke it open for everyone else. That's how it's going to be. There'll be a few people that get fully filled with the Father on the inside and know the Father internally and they'll burst it open for the whole planet. The whole planet will be set free by just a couple sons of God manifesting. That's exactly how it is. And people are freaked out by that because they want it, they want to have it on the outside, but they're not willing to sacrifice anything on the inside. Most of these people are so demonized, they've never even told the truth before. They don't know the river on the inside. You gotta know the river on the inside. And the harvest is everyone that feels the river on the outside. The harvest is people so deep and so high in the glory whose brains are burning so hot as white stones, that the overflow and the rain of their glory hits everyone's brains down below them in spiritual elevations. This world is a mountain. Every time the world's mentioned in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, it's called mountains. Satan brought Jesus up into a high and lofty mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world. 
So if you're on the high and lofty mountains, everything in you is touching everyone around you automatically. It's called the overflow. King David, Psalms 23, King of kings and Lord of lords, my cup overflows. You think he was talking about spilling his wine chalice in the palace? He was talking about the Spirit of God and the anointing overflowing from his body upon every single Israelite and nation on planet earth. That's exactly what it means. You're an overflowing temple of whatever spirit you're obeying and believing. And mostly it's not the Holy Spirit. It's true. When you get all the other spirits out of you, and for Paul, he said it took him 17 years. And we wanted to say, oh, we're going to have all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but we're still clinging on to these other spirits in our bellies, and they're robbing us, and we're wondering why we're having problems, because we're serving demons. That's the only way you can have problems on earth is serving demons. It's not a mystery. You're just in denial. You're in denial that you have demons. Hallelujah. And you have to get them out by serving the Holy Spirit in His Word. You put the Word into your spirit and it gets the demons out 100% of the time. Every time Jesus drove out demons, He did it with the Word. Go. That's what He said. Go. Go. He had to speak a word and the demon left the person 100% of the time. Now, you might not have the same authority as Jesus. Why? Because Jesus didn't have any mixture in him. He didn't have any father in him except God. Whatever father you have inside your body, that's what's your God. <laughs> so, if God the Father's in you, then you have all authority. Amen? Jesus had all authority over every sickness, disease, all this stuff. But, you know, there were people in his hometown, almost nothing could happen. So, he's God. He's the Son of God. He's walk, walking in perfect anointing, perfect ministry. He goes to his hometown in Nazareth. They don't believe in him, and he can only do a couple miracles in that place, the Bible says. Hardly anyone could get healed. Hardly anyone could receive. No one could get blessed. So faith, faith or doubt is what depends upon life and death. So if you have doubt in you, you can resist the glory unto death. It doesn't mean just because you're walking next to the sons of God that you're going to get anything. you got a demon of doubt in you, you'll go to hell. You'll never get anything. <laughs> you're in hell right now if you got a demon of doubt in you. The issue is believing in the one God sent. What is the job of the Christian? To believe in Jesus and to grow your faith. That way you can receive all of His glory through you and you can grow in power and authority to drive out snakes to heal nations, to disciple nations, to release rivers. There's rivers flowing out of you to disciple nations. doesn't matter if your brain hasn't caught up to the full ability of the river. It's happening anyway. Later on you'll understand because you'll be releasing the river because you finally got all the doubt out and then you'll see the aftermath of your river release. That's how you learn the ways of the glory. The knowledge of the glory covers the earth as the waters cover the sea because people began releasing the river of glory out of their bellies and their minds began to catch up to what the river is able to do. Heal every sickness. Wash all demons into the lake of fire. Amen. Destroy all the works of the devil. <laughs> Remove religion is the main one. Religion would have you in the devil forever. Religion is the only thing that keeps people under the curse. Religion is the main blockage from people entering the glory, which is above the snake line. There's a line in the Spirit. 
I live above, above the line. But most people live below the line. They live submitted to the curse, submitted to the flesh. They, believe, they live in a snake pit. They tolerate the persons of the wicked. They tolerate demons. You can overcome the demons and never be touched by demons because your feet are higher than the demons. That's what it means to have your feet washed. That you're not touching the world. That there's no demonic influence in your life whatsoever. You're walking on streets of gold. The heavens are your throne. The earth is your footstool. Amen. So what the glory of God does is it raises you above the demons. Philippians 3.11 and 3.10 says, and here, I'll just go there right now and read it. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's not going there. <coughs> it's frozen. Hallelujah. It says that I become like the living amongst the dead, that he has lifted me out, out from among the dead even while in the body. It's talking about being raised above the realm of demons while you're in the spirit. Your inner man has an elevation. It's your spirit and your soul. And they can change elevations. If you believe lies, you're in a low elevation. If you believe the spirit of truth, you're in a high elevation. And it's all based on witchcraft or glory. Witchcraft is what keeps you under the curse. Glory is what seals you above the curse. Jesus Christ said, I'm from above, you're from below. He said, you're all under witchcraft. And that's the curse of the fall. That's what living in the natural realm is. Living as mere animals instead of as angels. So the, the glory raises you from the dead while in the body. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. It raises your spirit and your soul above demons so that you can be in the heavenly realms over the earth while in the body. It's an internal elevation. That's what the 144,000 are. It's men and women, the sons of God, the government of God, that has come into the fullness of the Father formed on the inside, fully sealed and living above the realm of the dead, above the earth in the angelic sphere, the heavenly sphere over the earth. That's the only realm that you can subdue the earth from. You can't subdue the earth on earth. You can only subdue the earth from heaven. So the Spirit of God raises you up into heaven, and you have a throne in heaven that you sit on, and you rule the earth from the heavenly sphere. That's what the Bible teaches. Revelation 5.10, And they shall rule over the earth from the angelic heavenly sphere for a thousand years. That's the millennial reign of Christ that we in this generation bring forth for the next thousand years. We're the generation predestined and foreordained to bring forth the millennium reign of Christ, the manifest sons of God, so that we can have the heavens and the earth back from the principalities and the demons and everything that's in the world. We're taking the world back. Amen. Why is, how do we know that? Because the Bible says in Peter that we long for the day when we have a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. How do we have an... It's not about the return of Jesus. Romans 8 says that creation does not long for the return of Jesus, but it longs for the manifestation of the sons of God. It longs for the 144,000. It longs for those that are fully resurrected inside and transfigured in their souls, reigning from the angelic heavenly sphere. The sons of God alone produce the new heavens and the new earth. Amen. And it's internal through intimate knowledge of the Father. 
intimate knowledge of the Son, and intimate knowledge of the New Jerusalem. Those are the three names that are written on the 144,000's heads. You have the full revelation of the kingdom of heaven, the New Jerusalem. You have the full revelation of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, written on your head. And you have the full revelation of God the Father, written on your head. Why your head? Because it came up out of your spirit. And your spirit changed your mind to agree with the Word. And then all of God's power flows through you like a river when your mind is in full agreement with the Word. When you're in disagreement, you have a seared conscience and you're living in dead works and you're cut off from the power of the resurrection. But when you have a clean conscience, you have the full power of the resurrection flowing through you like a river. And anyone who hears your words or my words when we're living in that place is raised from the dead and also seated in the angelic heavenly sphere. And there is a discipleship because you have to go from glory to glory. Some people are just ready and they can just be pulled right up. And that's what salvation is. That's what true evangelism is. is pulling them up out of the curse from below to the, to the above realm of the glory. And how do you do it? By speaking the prophetic word. And your prophetic words get stronger until you can release thunder from the throne. There was thunder and lightning from the throne and the overcomers sit on the throne because we're one with God the Father. Perfect union by intimate knowledge. Ephesians 1.17 And when they hear the word, they hear the thunder, it resonates with their mind and their heart says yes and they rise from the dead through the word that you spoke. That's the power of the preaching of righteousness. That's the power of the gospel. And it's all in the prophetic word. What makes it prophetic is that it originated from the Father, from within the Father. It was grown inside the Father's heart, which is called the Garden of Eden. Words are seeds that come out of Eden in the Kingdom of Heaven. So, out of intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in your inner man, you get full of seed. And He gives seed to the sower, which are living words to sow into people's spirits so they can rise from the realm dead by living seed and living words into the realm of His glory. And then there's no cap to how much fruit you produce from the seeds of the words of God. And it will bear so much fruit that will completely glorify the entire earth in this generation. All because of so much intimacy with the Father, so much love on our trees, so much seed, so much sowing, so much reaping. They'll beat their swords into plowshares, it is written. The plowshares is the great harvest of people wanting the glory of God, of people wanting to rise above the curse to live in the glory realm. People that want to eat the living word. They want to eat the bread of heaven. They want to eat the hidden manna, and they put the hidden manna in their spirit, and their spirit gets stronger every single day until their spirit's so strong that they live 100% out of their spirit man's abilities in Christ and 0% out of their natural man abilities in the world. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redletterman.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.